The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. So hello and welcome to this penultimate teaching on introduction to mindfulness meditation. And one of the useful distinctions to make is instructions in meditation which are prescriptive and those that are descriptive. And the same instructions can be offered in both ways. And in uh, prescriptive means this is what you do. And so you apply yourself to do something. And descriptive means um, it describes what you'll be aware of. The first is a little bit more active. And some people find it very helpful to engage actively with meditation. It's kind of like play for them. And, or it's, they just naturally kind of enter into the world of doing something. Um, and so it's really nice for them to kind of engage in the instructions, like this is what you do. And, and, uh, and one way to do that is to have a checklist to go through. And you can do the, whatever the, the, the core elements of this, these five weeks. Mindfulness of breathing, mindfulness of body, mindfulness of emotions, mindfulness of thinking. You can almost kind of go through and do a kind of little bit on each one. Uh, start with the breathing, then recognize what's happening in the body, then emotions, and then uh, thinking. Or you can do the other way, backwards. And some people find, you know, to just have a very clear program like that keeps them engaged, keeps them focused, and, you know, it becomes, uh, you know, prescriptive of what they do. Other people find that that's not helpful. And other people find it's more helpful to kind of sit back and not be so much in the active mode of practice, directive mode of practice, but be more in receptive mode. And... uh, and there, the instructions then become more descriptive. That if you are present with an open, available awareness to the present moment experience, then different things will come at different times. Whatever is loudest, in a sense, maybe. And, um, and, so, um, and so sometimes you're aware maybe the sound of a neighbor making, and that's what's most predominant. Uh, or maybe it's... Uh, you know, sometimes it's the breathing, sometimes it's an emotion, sometimes thinking. And it varies what comes into awareness. Maybe it feels almost random. But it feels so relaxing and nice to not to be the doer and just be in this kind of available present moment with this now, here, this. And, um, and sometimes it's useful to know both ways. And that there are times when we're more active in the practice, more prescriptive, which is what we're doing. And other times it's more descriptive. We're just re- describing what, we're, what are, comes and arrives in awareness. So, for example, when we start practice, it's usually a little bit more active. But as we settle and get concentrated, um, still, there's less and less that we want to be doing and we more and more enter into a more... Uh, maybe a receptive mode or um, 
And if, if you go further, even receptive is too much doing. We're just there, here, and phenomena, experiences arise. And um, without receiving them or going to them to experience them, they're there. And um, so, um, so to be aware that there's, there's different modes in which we're being mindful. Sometimes a little more active, sometimes more directed, directed to the breathing, sometimes more, um, I don't know if the word passive is the right word, but uh, less doing and more being aware. And uh, rather than directing the attention, it's, um, there's, there's no choice or direction for what we're aware of except what comes and arises. And, um, and then there's a combination of the two which is a little bit more what I like to teach, and that is that um, the default is always to have the attention somehow directed or available or receptive to the breathing, the rhythm of breathing, the experience of breathing. Um, So there's a steadiness and a subtleness uh, as we go along. And so the rhythm, the beat of the breathing, is a bit of a protection from mind wandering off uh, unknowingly, and we spend a long time just drifting off in thought, because we're kind of keeping breath at the center, we kind of more likely notice when we start drifting off. If the mind is just receptive and quiet and available to everything, then in a kind of in a certain way, everything seems okay, and the mind drifts off and we hardly notice it. And, uh, and there isn't a clarity of knowing, oh, the mind is now thinking. And um, so the, the combi- combined to this kind of active and more receptive modes is to use the breath as a default, but then whatever arises in any, any direction, any place that is more predominant, uh, that becomes the focus of meditation. So if it's a sound outside, then we do listening meditation. If it's a sensation in the body, we do sensation mindfulness of sensation. If it's uh, thinking, mindfulness of thinking. If it's, um, you know, and it's an emotion, mindfulness of emotion. And it might seem random. And it just, as it, as it works out. Sometimes as the mind gets quieter, stiller, more concentrated, it's sometimes it's like we go through layers within us. And the different layers, different parts of this stand out. Sometimes more body, sometimes more emotion, sometimes more the cognitive um, um, aspects of the mind. And all along, we want to kind of be attentive to, is there an attitude being carried in the mind? Is there some subtle kind of mood that the, it's in the awareness, in the mindfulness? Maybe there's a subtle, or maybe not so subtle, striving, trying to get something. Maybe there's a subtle sense of, of um, in the Buddhist uh, use of the word conceit, some idea that I am and it's I have to do it, I have to be successful, and I'm the controller, the agent, the doer, that is a little bit extra. It's kind of like a mood or a flavor that's there that adds a little bit of uh, weight or a little bit of wind drag to the mindfulness. It does. It keeps the mindfulness to being really clear or just kind of open and if in a relaxed way, simple. 
uh, there might be uh, attitudes of being uh, background attitudes we carry with us of being a little bit aversive to everything that happens or every or every it's always an orientation to what we want wanting something and so this slightest little movement we become aware of something and we immediately it's like I want that or I don't want that it's kind of in the in the way that we're aware where that where the awareness is selective to see where can I where's that button I push to make it go away or something and um but in terms of the hallmark of meditation, of mindfulness meditation being simplicity, the um, the uh, mindfulness is being descri- mindfulness practice instructions being descriptive. That just describes what comes into awareness. Sometimes is a really good reference point for remembering to keep it simple, learning how to keep it simple. That uh, trying to not have agendas and trying to. In the active mode, it's a little bit too easy to have agendas that are coming along with that. Purposes, values, desires that we have that are more complicated than things need to be. And, um, and so sometimes going back and forth between a little more active and a little more uh, receptive kind of mode can help us kind of work through some of the attitudes, some of the extra baggage we carry so that the basic practice becomes simpler and simpler. Just being here, just showing up, just being present with this. This is what I'm experiencing now. This is the sound, this is listening. This is a sound, now. This is an in-breath, now. This is a sensation, now. And, And then with each each movement of now, like this, it's like the doors have been opened, the windows are open, and then we allow ourselves to feel that experience more fully. So that cognitive part that's something like, this is my experience now, is kind of like a prelude to, okay, this, and experience it for a moment or two, or just allow yourself to really feel and experience the experience of the moment. And as I've said earlier in this series, sometimes it's even nice to take three breaths, just be with something that's arisen. This is the experience now, and then breathe with it three times, and then return to the breathing. So um, I hope that uh, what I said today doesn't uh, promote your more complicated meditation for you, but uh, maybe gives you some options or some understanding of some choices you can make to try to keep your meditation simple and do it in a way that's appropriate for you, your way. Now, what's needed for you. And um, so, final thing I'll say is that um, a good reflection to do maybe near the end of the meditation, when the meditation's over, is to think back about through the meditation, what happened in the meditation? And uh, could you have been simpler? Could you have been more mindful? And what would it have taken? So at the end of the meditation, to reflect how it went, to learn from how it went. So for example, it's easy to drift off in thought and think about 
something that's really unnecessary and not really know it, that you're doing, how much time you're spending that way. But when you go do the review, so wow, I just spent 15 minutes thinking about, I don't know, the great American novel I'm going to write. But I, I don't even know how to write. But I'm just kind of in a fantasy. Um, I think I could have woken up earlier. I think I could have been a little bit more diligent in being present. Let's try, let's try to do it a little bit better tomorrow. So that review of meditation and seeing what you can learn and where the traps were, where you got off tr- track, can be very helpful so you become your own teacher of how to find your way with this practice. So, um, so we'll continue tomorrow and uh, the last in these 20, 25 talk series. And uh, also tomorrow, at uh, when we finish at 7.45 in California, in 24 hours from now, uh, we'll switch over to Zoom. You can stay on YouTube if you want, but then you won't be able to participate in a Zoom kind of way. And, um, and uh, we'll have a community meeting, which means that uh, uh, I might have some things to say that I would like to say, maybe about our YouTube and community and what's happening at IMC. Um, I can take some questions from you uh, and I'll offer the responses I have. We'll do a breakout group where some of you can meet each other and say hello and maybe see some of the, meet some of the people who've uh, chatted over this time. And, um, and so it'll probably be about, um, you know, uh, 45 minutes we'll do that, maybe a little bit longer. But, um, and um, so... Those of you who come, I look forward to having you there. And I'll post the information on the IMC's What's New, and probably by this evening. And also I'll post it on the chat tomorrow, and uh, a number of times. So at the beginning and end of the sittings and stuff like that, so you can find it. So you'll, you'll there'll be more instruction tomorrow. And um, finally, I'll say that the, the, the password, it'll be password protected, the Zoom room. And the password will be Meta. So the the Pali word for loving kindness, it's spelled M E T T A, and I'll, this will all be clear yes in the other places as well. So thank you. <laughs>